Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus name amen so God we tell you that we are open and we are ready Lord have your way get the glory out of everything and speak to us with strength God speak to us with power don't let us walk out of this building the same way don't let us log off from an online campus the same way but God answer prayers give instruction give direction we tell you two things we are open and we are ready tell the Lord say Lord I'm open and say, Lord, I'm ready. Open just means whatever you need to put in me, put in me. And ready just means I'm ready to do something with what I learned. I'm not just a hearer of the word, but God, we are doers of the word. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands like you love him right there. Come on, grab a seat. I, I want to teach tonight from our series, The God of the Details. And here's what I want to focus on tonight. Say, I have to keep it moving. Come on, say it with authority. Say, I have to keep it moving. So I teach in series at Harvest because I want the people that I lead to get results. If you're on a different subject every week talking about something different, it becomes very difficult for people to focus and get results. And hear me, we do not just come to church just to do some religious dance form and fashion. We come because we want to see results manifested in our lives. The gospel is good news, and good news doesn't just make you feel good. Good news makes your life better. Let's talk. Good news doesn't just make you shout. Good news gives you something to shout about. Good news doesn't just make you clap good news gives you something to clap about and so I want you to see results in your life say I'll have something to show in my life huh so Psalm 37 23 says the Lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives which means God is into the details of your life and every directed step in your life is because God wants to manifest movement in your life he is not into you being stuck or stagnant so the question is what's movement movement is change or development you need to hear me things are changing in you and around you things are developing in you and around you and I don't care what it feels like you need to know something 
something good is about to manifest for you. I don't care what it looks like. You need to know something good is happening in you. Who can celebrate this? That you may not be where you want to be. But you can show enough, thank God, that you are not where you used to be. Why? There's been changes and there's been development. So, it, secondly, it means changing your location or your position. Location matters to God because one of the names we learn of God is Jehovah Jireh. Abraham named him that when the Lord provided for Abraham. He actually named the place, not God. He says, here the Lord provided. This place shall be called Jehovah Jireh, which means there are certain places that you are in that will produce for you. There are certain places Places that when you get to it happens when you put a fish on a tree it looks dumb but when you drop that fish in the right place called water it comes it's genius comes about for some of you all the challenges that you've been experiencing in life have been because your placement has been off and the moment you get in the right place at the right time watch me your life is about to produce for you you can't produce oranges in Denver because the soil isn't conducive to growing that type of fruit. And for some of you, your challenge has been that you've been in an environment and in circles of people, watch me, where you were the seed that was planted in that environment, but you were not able to grow because that environment didn't know what to do with you. But you better hear me clearly. Between now and the end of this year, you're going to be in the right place at the right time and your location is about to be your gyra, which means God's about to provide for you. You ain't going to have to ask for a raise. They're going to give it to you. Let's talk. You're not going to have to beg for them to recognize your genius. They're going to see it. You're not going to have to beg. Watch me. You're going to hear these words. You're exactly what we've been looking for. Why? Because when I get in the right place, it's my gyro, which means the Lord begins to provide for me. It's a change in location. Watch this. And position. Sometimes the challenge that we have in life isn't our location, but it's the position that we're in. And often people want a location change without a position change. What do you mean? Is that, well, if I just lived somewhere else, it'd be better. Okay, that could be true. Or maybe if you looked at where you lived differently, it would be better. Your position is your perspective, which means sometimes, watch me, I'm too low what I look at that. I got to get above things. That's why the scripture says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. What does this mean? Everything that's happening on the earth, I'm looking down at it, which means what looked big when I was looking right head at that thing. Watch me, when I change my position and I'm looking down at it, it ain't that big anymore. Whenever you get in a plane and you're flying above certain things, you'll say, oh, there's that, there's that, there's that. What, you looked, what looked really big when you were on the surface, what looked really big when you were looking at it head on, the moment you change your position, it doesn't look that big anymore. And for some of you all tonight, you're about to change your position because you've been looking at Goliath head on which is why it seems so big. But when you change your position and say, wait a minute, I'm seated in heavenly places. What does that mean practically? Everything that I go through is not just me by myself. Everything that I go through, God is with me. And if God be for me, you tell me who would be against me. And for some of you, the only thing you need to do is change your position. I was looking at it from over here. I'm going to change my position and look at it from over here. I was looking at it like I was going to go down, but I have to change my position like I cannot lose because my my God always leads me into triumph. Would you touch somebody, please, and tell them, say, he's the God of movement. He's the God. Ah, he's the God of movement. This is how we're introduced to God. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, here's our introduction to God. The Bible says, but the earth was unsightly. Say, it didn't look good. And the unfurnished. Say, it lacked things. It's like getting a new place, and all you got is an air mattress. You ready? It's like getting a new car, 
uh, watch me, and, and, and there's pieces to the car that, that are supposed to be there that are not there. Unfurnished, which means there's a couch that's supposed to go here, but it's not here. In other words, I'm looking at areas of my life where something is supposed to be there, but it's... And it doesn't look good, and I can tell that there's something that's supposed to be here that's not here. And darkness, wait a minute, darkness, which means everywhere I do go, watch me, it's dark. Now pay close attention. Uh, darkness represents the absence of the knowledge of God. It's not just a literal darkness. It means it doesn't look good, it's unfurnished, watch me, and I don't know where God is at in this. But the earth was unsightly. It was unfurnished. And we didn't know where God was at in this. But watch this. And darkness was over the deep. But watch the next verse. And the spirit of God moved over the water. Which means God wasn't stuck nor stagnant. He's the God of movement. Our, your first introduction to God in Genesis is not him as a monument. But it's him in movement. It's not him standing as a statue. It is him moving. And I need some of you to hear me. God is into your life having movement. Satan wants you stuck and stagnant, but God wants you moving. And for some of you, watch me, you need to know the enemy can't hit a moving target, which is why you cannot get stuck. You cannot get stagnant. You're going to have to keep it moving. Now, find the most fired up person around you and just touch him on the shoulder and say, keep it moving. Online, tag somebody or type it in the car. Keep it moving. What well, they lied on me, keep it moving. What well, they didn't do me right, keep it moving. What well, they took it from me, keep it moving. Well, so-and-so was supposed to help me and they didn't. Help yourself. Keep it. God was moving. The Bible says that he was moving. He was moving. He was moving. He was moving. He was moving over the face. Put the verse up. Over the face of the waters. He was moving over the water. He was moving over the water. He was moving over the water. He wasn't moving over the land. He was moving over the water. He was moving where the risks are. See, some of you are like, God, where you at? He's like, I'm over here where the risk is. And the reason you can't see me in those situation is because you refuse to walk by faith. You don't want to take any risks. You don't want to take any challenges. You don't want to take any steps. You don't want to take any movements. You want to be stuck and stagnant just like the rest of your bloodline. You want to be stuck and stagnant just like the rest of your friends. But you were not born to be stuck and stagnant. You were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. I wish you touch yourself right now and say, keep it moving. Look at this, verse 3. And God said, so watch me, he said, God spoke. Here's our introduction to God. First thing we see when we're introduced to God is he's moving. Say he's moving. Okay. Second thing we see that God is doing, he's speaking. So God is always moving. God is always speaking. If we're in his image and likeness, we should always be moving and always be speaking you know why it's easy to get depressed because you stop moving watch me for some of us we don't have time for that we have too many things we're doing watch me that a valley can't hold us why because I may be walking through the valley, but baby, pay attention. I'm walking through it. I'm not stuck in it. I'm not staying here. This is a one-night affair because I didn't come to stay here. I come to get through here. Somebody say, I have to move and speak. Verse 3, and God said. So the first thing we see is God is moving. Second thing, and God said. That word said in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means this. He answered. 
which means everything that was unfurnished, everything that was unsightly, everything that was dark, he answered it, which means every problem is really a question. And the question is, what's your response? I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. Every problem is really a question. And the question is, what's your answer? So you can sit there and say, it's so is dark. Or you can say, let there be light. I'll try y'all now. You can sit over there and say, my family's so going through a lot. Or you can say, I command order to come to this family. I command that everything is going to align to the word and the will of God. Uh, come on, open your mouth and say, what's my answer? And God said, he, he answered, he challenged, which means, look at me, you are not supposed to just accept what you're served. What do you mean by that? So life served you something. Okay, well, are you going to challenge it or are you just going to accept it? In football, when they don't like a play, there's a challenge flag. And that challenge flag means we don't like the ruling that was on the field, which means, watch me, it, what was said is not final. Come on. I know what the doctor said, but that's not final. Challenge it. I know what the bank said, that's not final. Challenge it. I know what, I know what the situation says, that's not final. What is going to be your challenge? If I order, watch me, if I order a steak and you serve me a cheeseburger, I don't have to accept that because that's all you think you can give. Either you come up or I'll get somebody else to do it. Touch your neighbor and say, challenge. God answered what was unsightly, unfurnished, and dark. He challenged what was unsightly, unfurnished, and dark. Then, watch me, he commanded. He said, I have unlimited resources, which means I know it doesn't look good. I know it's missing some things, and I know it's dark. But because I have unlimited resources, I'm about to command some things, which means I can call what I need in the spirit and make it manifest for me. Pay attention. David, how did you become king? You didn't submit your resume. David, how did you become king? You didn't go to king auditions. How did you become king? Because God has unlimited resources. Because God whispered your name to a man named Samuel, sent him to your house, and made him anoint you as king. I need you to hear me. Some of you, you keep thinking, well, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, if I get the algorithm right, if I do this, what if God said, bump the algorithm, bump this and bump that? What I'm going to do is I'm going to call the resources in that I need, and I'm going to command them. So you keep thinking, I need to network more. And that may be true, but what happens when God just says, I'll introduce you to the right one at the right time? See, some of y'all got more confidence in your ability than you do in the ability of your God. And I come to shake somebody's faith tonight because your God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or... Let's go. He answered it. He challenged it. He commanded. Then watch these last two words. He demanded so come man, I'm calling in resources. Say, I have resources. Okay, so while you feel like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, you better call in your resources. Father, I need thus and so to manifest. I refuse to accept what it is that I was served just because that's what they said. I refuse to accept, watch me, you're not high enough to tell me no. Watch me. And if my God is owner, that means I'll keep climbing the pole until I get to God. Because watch me, because he'll turn the hearts of kings in my favor. He answered, he challenged, he commanded, then he demanded. Now, what is demand? Demand means something must change. What in your life 
have you simply, you ready? Went for the default instead of making a demand. You know, this is what it is. Okay, well then why have a God? Why have God if all you're going to say is this is what it is? Why not put a demand and say, God, I know there's more in me. I know there's more for me. I know there's more around me. And God, this door may have shut, but that's all right. You're the God that opens doors no man can shut. And you'll shut a door that no man can open. I need some of y'all with your praise to put a demand on the resources that heaven has for you. You don't have to accept the default. You can put a demand on it and make it manifest. On three, all of us that are demanding. If you're not demanding, you sit there and you do nothing. But for the rest of us, put a demand with your praise. One, two, three, go. Put a demand on it. Put a demand on it. There's resources. There's answers. Everything I need. Come on, elbow somebody. Say, put a demand on it. See, for some of you, watch me. It ain't even stuff. It's not stuff. For some of you, the demand you need to put on, I, watch me. I'm going to have joy today. Oh, I'm going to enjoy my day. Oh, I'm not walking around sad and sullen and with my head hanging down. No, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice, which means I'm going to have joy over and 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 over. Last definition. And God said he answered, he challenged, he commanded, he demanded, he declared. Okay, all right, watch me. For some of you, talking is a challenge. You've labeled it, I'm an introvert. See how I got? You, you, you've given a label. You ready? You've given a label to, to what God says is out of order. Now, don't misconstrue what I just said. I'm not saying that you can't have an introverted personality type. But watch me. But God says, but you're going to have to open your mouth. Because everything in the earth is voice activated. When, what happens? See, for some of you, you got to get used to, because you're used to church where you just sit there and don't do nothing in the building or online. But we're just, we just met God in Genesis. And what was you doing? Moving and speaking. Moving and speaking. Speaking and moving. Moving and speaking. Speaking and moving. Moving and speaking. Speaking and moving. You say. So if you don't do those two, no wonder why you feel like God does nothing for you. You ready? You ready? It's, 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 this is the nature of God. He moves and he speaks. He speaks and he moves. You ready? Okay, so let's put both of them in practice. Okay, just touch the person close to you online. You type it in the comments and stretch your hands towards me. Say the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. When I don't believe it. Well, sit there and don't believe it. But I do. And he said he'd give me exactly what he heard me say. I need you to find somebody else on fire and just touch them and say the rest of this year is going to blow your mind. Moving and speaking. Speaking and moving. Moving and speaking. Speaking and moving. Speaking and moving, moving and speaking. So watch me. So if God moves and speaks, if God moves and speaks, and he speaks and moves, watch me. He directs steps 
not just the prior step, nor where you stepped. Most people live from memory. So it's difficult for God to do something new in you, through you, or around you, because you're living from memories. And memories are good to encourage me, but they are bad to live from. What do you mean? What do you mean? Because you'll begin to do things based off of memory. And if the system's changed, you'll wonder why you're not getting results because you're doing it based off of memory. Apple devices are going through what seems like a never-ending update. All right? So I'm finna, for my Android people, all the shots I'm going to give to Apple, you're about to get them right now. So you better enjoy this now because this is not going to happen again. I have been so frustrated with my Apple device. It's overheating. It ain't doing right, all this. And I went to do something the other day. Watch me, off of memory. I went to do something off of memory. I was like, this is the way that I used to do this. <laughs> this is the way that I used to do this, and this is the result I used to get. But the system changed. Watch me. It updated. <laughs> Let's see. It moved. And when it moved, watch me, I had to change my movements so that I could get the results that I wanted to see. And for some of y'all, watch me. What you did to get here was good, but you're going to have to do more to get to where you're headed next. Who you were was good enough to get you to where you are. But based on where you're going, you're going to have to move and evolve into another version of yourself. Even the suddenlies that happen in your life require steps. He directs steps. You look at the woman with an issue of blood. For 12 years, she's been bleeding. That's 144 months that she's had this issue. Right? And so the Bible says that she finds Jesus. She grabs the hem of his garment. And immediately she's healed. But watch me. We see her suddenly, but we don't see all of the steps to her suddenly. Because it was 12 years of steps to get her to one suddenly. We see the Hebrews come out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. For 430 years, they were in slavery and in bondage. And the Bible says on the very night of the 430th year, because God says, I only prophesied 430 years, which means you can't stay in this a day longer. And I came to tell some of y'all, your last day in that crazy situation, I ain't talking to everybody, but let me prophesy to some of y'all, it's tonight. Tonight is your last night in that crazy situation. God says you can't stay in that mess another day. You can't be in that situation another moment. If I'm talking to you, just release a shout right there. Last night, last night, last night, last night, last night. Let's go. He said to the, to the 430th day, to the very last day. Now pay attention. What if they had given up the day before? You don't realize how every moment you step, you're stepping closer. And even if you feel a bishop, I feel like I got knocked back too. Is it that you got knocked back too? Or, 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 or is it that you simply got realigned? Because could it be that you stepped over here? Watch me. And God says, this is not the step that I need you to take. So what feels like you're backtracking is really just realigning. Because God never ends on the negative. Let's go. Come on, let's go. Even your suddenlies require steps. So we see 430 years. They come out and they come out on the very last day overnight. But it was 430 years of steps to get them there. 
It was 430 years of prayers. It was Moses lobbying Pharaoh. After 10 unsuccessful attempts, Moses feeling like a failure. Moses feeling like maybe I didn't hear God. Maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. Let me help some of you because you take a no as well, this ain't God. Mm -mm. You better hear me. I know it's God because watch me. If it wasn't God, watch me. You ready? Then there would be, listen, only the, the enemy only resists when it is God. So if there's no resistance, I'm concerned. If ain't nothing trying to stop me, I'm a little concerned. If ain't nothing trying to block me, I'm a little concerned. See, let me help some of you because you think, well, if it's God, it's going to be easy. The devil is a lie. The Bible never, ever says that anywhere. He ain't going to make it easy. He's just going to make it possible for you. He's not going to make it easy. He's just going to make it something you can accomplish. Even your suddenlies require steps. So if God moves and he speaks, and he moves and he speaks, he speaks and he moves. Say, I have to keep it moving. So if God moves and speaks, then the antithesis of that, antithesis of that would mean that Satan wants us stagnant. What's stagnant? Stagnant is like this water right here. No activity. Look at this water. No activity. Watch me. Sluggish. No yield. Yielding an unpleasant smell. You ever left some dishwater? Somebody said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. When, when it's watch me when it sits stagnant it begins to stink and for some of you here's why your attitude is the way it is uh -uh. for some of you watch me this is why you always starting stuff this is why okay I'm gonna talk real this is why you always ticked off you wake up man you go to lunch man you have resting mad face. Mm. You have a stank attitude. You won't say nothing to your neighbor. Watch me, yet you pray for miracles. Now realize that if you touch and agree with your neighbor, you get one. Some of you, this is why, watch me, this is why your spouse don't like to be around you. Watch me, it's because it stinks to deal with you. And don't nobody want to be around something stinking. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Okay, Bishop, it's hard to, oh, I'm going to go there now. Bishop, it's hard to date these days because you stink. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. And don't no man want to, okay, yes, don't no woman want to be around. Y'all ain't going to talk. Nobody wants a stinking attitude, somebody, that they got to fight with just to deal with, that they got to fight with just to interrupt with. I need you to shake somebody close to you and say, you will not be stagnant again. Let's go. See how quiet it got? What am I going through? You're stagnant. That's right. You're not doing anything. This is why you're a hater. Stagnant people always hate on people who are moving. Look at what they're doing. At least they're doing something. I wish you'd touch your neighbor and say, don't be a hater because keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it you ain't got to hate on what anybody else is doing. Matter of fact, I'm clapping and celebrating and shouting for you because the same God that's doing it for you is going to be the same God that's doing it for Come on, say, I will not be stagnant. Okay, watch me. Satan wants you stagnant. Satan wants you stuck. What does this mean? Stuck means not able to continue because it's difficult. So, so they got me this little bike. <laughs> now, watch. 
When I get on this bike, I want you to see how the wheel, wait, 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 wait. see the wheel is flat. Now, most people would say, I can't move on because it's too difficult. But you gotta have the attitude, I have options. Cause I gotta keep it, I gotta move and speak, speak and move. So I got options. So option number one, watch me, it's gonna take me a little longer, but I can keep on, I can keep on, I can keep on pushing. And watch me, and I can celebrate the fact, well listen, it took a while to get here, but I still ain't back there no more. But I got another option. I can get up off the bike and I can just carry the bike. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Cause me and my stuff have to get to where I'm going. Me and my promise have to get to where I'm going. You and your kids gotta get to where you're going. You and your business gotta get to where. Wait, wait. But I got another option. I got another option. Cause I can't be stuck. See, some of you, you're letting what you can't do stop you from doing what you can do. Well, I can't do this. I can't do this. And God's like, but what can you do? So why pray for strength if you ain't going to carry nothing? So instead of riding the bike, I'll just pick this junt up. Junt is a southern colloquialism. That means item. I'll just pick this junt up. You ready? J-U-N-T. Junt. Not junk. Junt. Come on. Come on. Be a good church. Junt. I just picked this junk up and watch me. And what I was complaining about, I could just carry. Because why ask God for strength and then watch me not use it when I need it? Some of y'all, that's your only thing. Lord, just give me strength. God says, you are strong AF. Let's go. As fire. You are strong. So why in the world when it's time for you to be strong, do you act so weak? Keep it moving. Okay. Number two. Unable to move from a position or a place. Unable to move from a position or a place. I can't. Why? Why can't you? What, what, what boundaries have you put on you that God hasn't? Well, I can't do this. I'm a single mom. And? And? Do you not know Joseph disappears after Jesus is 12? Jesus assumes the role of leading his family. We don't know what happens to Joseph. Some argue that he died. Bible doesn't say that. Some argue that he went away. Bible doesn't say that. We don't know what happens to Joe. The only thing we know is that per Hebrew customs and culture, Jesus being the oldest, he takes the responsibility of his brothers and sisters. Mary was no longer a virgin. That's why we don't call her the Virgin Mary. Because after Jesus, Joe got down. He said, come here, girl. <laughs> You just embarrassed me for this last nine months talking about the Holy Ghost got you pregnant. Married people with paperwork. Okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I gotta be, got, got to. Okay, are you ready? You're letting what you can't do stop you from doing what you can do. So I can't do this. Why not? Joseph disappears, yet we see Mary shift and become one of Jesus' greatest supporters. When Jesus is hanging on the cross, who's there? Mary, his mama, John, and a couple of others. Watch me. She shifts her focus because she recognizes there's something in my son that if I make it happen for him, 
But what had she? What if she said, you know, I'm just a single mom. I can't do it. It's not gonna work. Jesus talking about he gonna change the world and he doing all that. And I just I can't do it. I can't move. Watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. What are you telling yourself you can't do that you can do? Well, I'll never be able to get that job. Why not? Well, you know, I didn't even try to apply for it. Come here. Let me help. Well, watch me. The worst thing they can do is tell you is no or say nothing. Both of them are wins. Because if this don't open, that means God's got something bigger and better. That I want you to thank God for every no. I want you to thank God for every closed door. I want you to thank God for everything that did not work. What does that mean? That ain't my door. So I'm going to keep on knocking because there must be another one. That ain't my door. I'm going to keep on knocking. There must be another one. Would you just prophesy with your hands and say, I'm going to keep knocking until I get to my door. Last thing. Last thing. Unable to change the situation. Satan wants you to think. You can't change the situation. There's nothing you can do. Sometimes if you can't change the situation, the situation changes you. So some of you have things. Some of you have issues with people. How many of you right now, you got an issue with a person? Wave at me in the building online. You have a, and you're like, God, I can't make this person change. So then you need to change. So instead of focusing your energy on changing them, you need to change, watch me, change how you move. Because you have to keep it moving. Sometimes you need to move around. You're an obstacle. So watch me. I ain't going to keep fighting with you and you want to fuss and act a fool and all that. All you want to do is argue. I'm not going to do this with you. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to move around you. You're not affected by what they said? Nope, I moved around. Because what I have to do is keep it moving. Y'all got it? Here's the last definition, stuck. Set in a particular position, place, or way of thinking. Satan wants you stuck. God moves and speaks, speaks and moves. When he got, when, when we see this introduction, Brittany, to God and the earth, the earth is unsightly, it's unfurnished, and it's dark. Say three bad things. Now, if you're stuck, you'll say, what are we going to do? How in the world are we going to change this? But when you keep it moving, watch me. You'll say, okay, all right, I'm not going to stay stuck in this. So the first thing I got to do is I got to get to moving. See, for some of you, you literally, when you feel stuck, you need to get up from your desk. You need to get up from your couch, and you just need to start walking. See, when I'm on the phone, I always walk. It's difficult for me. I can't stay still. <laughs> because even my body has to prophesy that, watch me, I can't stay stuck in this situation. So even though I'm moving, and I'm moving in familiar places, I got to keep it moving. And then I got to speak to the situation. So, so Satan wants you to think, watch me, and to be stuck in a particular position, a particular place, or a way of thinking. What way of thinking do you need to kill tonight? You're not a victim. You're not being overcome. You are not, watch me, you are not crazy. Let's talk. Oh, God, they got the crowd right there. Are you? This is Jesus. <laughs> okay. Watch me. Touch your neighbor and say, I command you to be unstuck. Type that online. Type that online. Put that in the comments. Tag somebody. Because they're like, I just can't think different. Yes, you can. 
And sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself how to think. The psalmist said it like this, I command my soul to bless the Lord. What's your soul? Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. What's that mean? The way I think. I tell myself what to think. So even if I feel like it ain't going to work, I tell myself all things are working together for my good. Even if I feel like I can't change the situation, I tell myself the situation is blessing me. All things work together for my good. Please open your mouth and say, I will not be stuck. So on Sunday, I'm almost done. On Sunday in Pac-Man faith. Did y'all like that message on Sunday? I showed you how God orders our steps. Exodus 23 and 30. And I need you to pay attention because God plays the numbers, um, which means every number has a corresponding spiritual significance. This is Exodus chapter what? 23. The year is 20. Say this is my verse. Little by little. I will drive them out before you, who's them, your enemies, until you have increased enough. Which means God says, every step I've been directing, you have been increasing. Even if it feels like decrease, you do know he subtracts to add and he divides to multiply. See, you didn't see it, but God says that step was another increase. That step was another increase. Why? I increase your patience. Another step, I increase your wisdom. Another step, I increase your prayer life. Another step, I increase your praise. Another step, I increase your worship. Another step, I got you in church on a Wednesday night in the building or online. I'm increasing you. Somebody shout, he's increasing me. God is into increasing you in every way. He says, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. For you and I, there's no piece of land we're fighting over. There's no piece of land we're trying to acquire. The word land there for you and I means life, which means there's the life you're about to take possession of. And God says, you've been getting there step by step, day by day day little by little by little by little by little by little and the last three months is about to go little by little by little by little by little by come on touch the person next to you say it's about to happen fast for you So, in Deuteronomy chapter 34, I'm almost where I'm going. In Deuteronomy 34 and 7, I've been teaching you about Moses. Say Moses. I've been showing you Moses' life. I've been showing you Moses' journey in this step-by-step concept. The Bible says Moses is 120 years old when he died. Moses' first 40 years of life, he spends being raised as a son to the Pharaoh, which is simply the title for the king of Egypt. His second 40 years, he spends in a place called Midian um, with a father-in-law named Jethro, and he lives in his father-in-law's house. Think of this. He goes from the palace to his father-in-law's house. This has got to be, watch me, something that feels like decrease. But feelings are not facts. Just because it feels like decrease does not mean it's decrease. It's actually increase because Moses, for these 40 years, I've been teaching you how to run stuff because Midian means strife, anger, bitterness, pay attention, government and judgment. You missed it. Moses, I'm going to take you to a place that feels like decrease, but it's really increase because it's going to teach you how to run what you've never ran before. 
You were a grandson to the Pharaoh, but you're about to be leader to millions. What if I told you, watch me, what you called something that was negative. God said, I'm really using this to be something that's going to increase you. What you said, I hate that I went through that. God is like, but you got so much up out of that. Moses was 120 years old. So then at age 80, he has his first conversation with God. It's a burning bush situation. You probably are familiar with the story. And then Moses goes back to Egypt. He left Egypt, watch me, as a fugitive. He returns to Egypt, according to Exodus, as God to Pharaoh, which means there's some people God's about to reintroduce you to. Last time they saw you, you were struggling. They're about to see you in your success. Can I tell you why God doesn't get rid of our enemies the way that we like for him to? I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, God, can you please just get this mark up out of here? Can you, can you please do something about them? But what I've discovered about God is he leaves them alive. As the Bible says, he'll make a table for you where? In the presence of their enemies. Which means God says, I want them to see exactly what I'm about to do for you. This next praise ain't for everybody, but for anybody where you've ever had some enemies that have come against you and they saw you exit one way, you better shout right here. Why? Because God's about to reintroduce you to them a whole nother way. You were crying last time they saw you. You were about to be shouting the next time. You were depressed the last time they saw you, but you're about to conquer this time. He is about to reintroduce you. Let's go. So Moses goes back, he goes back, and then they spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Moses was the only one that knew where to get them. There was a mountain he had to get them back to. Moses disobeys God. God tells him to speak to a rock so they can get some water. Moses hits the rock because, watch me, the steps that Moses walked through, watch me, sometimes you have to be careful that you don't, watch, listen carefully, there's certain things you have to release the previous step. Okay, Moses, you have an anger problem. I sent you to Midian to get the anger to be focused. But what happens is when you got up out of it, it stayed up in you. So you didn't know how to control your anger, watch me, and you went off on the wrong one at the wrong time. See, some of y'all got to be careful because I just have a temper. You better get that together. You're too grown to be acting like that. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? I'm going to preach hard right through here. I just was emotional and feeling some type of way. You better get all that together because watch me. Your future is too important for you to mess it up over a moment. What God's about to do in your life and through your life is too big for you to mess it up because you got emotional over a moment. I need to prophesy to somebody. You're not going to get emotional this time and mess it up. You're not going to let your emotions overtake you this time. Lift your hands and worship God right there. No music. Lift your hands, worship God right there. Like your emotions aren't going to control you. In the building and online, like anger's not going to control you. Bitterness is not going to control you. Frustration is not going to control you. You're not going to get, can I say it, pissed off and mess it up this time. You will not, 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 you will not. Come on, say shop, not this time. Not this time. Moses, he let his anger get him. And so God says, you're not going into the promised land. Can you imagine laboring for 40 years to get right on the edge? And you're like, I'm ready to keep it moving. And God is like, move back. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I hear this loud and clear in the spirit. 
And you got at least three more touch your neighbors tonight. Just one of them. Just touch them and say, whatever was supposed to be canceled because of your actions, God says he's given you one more chance. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I heard him loud and clear. That means something to somebody tonight. That means something to somebody tonight. He's the God of another chance. Here we go. Deuteronomy 34-7. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak and his vitality had not diminished. Which means he didn't die because he was weak. He didn't die because he was old. He didn't die because his body was deteriorating. He died because he was done. Verse 8, the Israelites grieved for Moses. Where did they grieve? In the plains of Moab. Can I teach for 30 seconds? The problem with the plains is that if you stay stuck here for too long, it leaves you open for an attack. If you stay stagnant, it leaves you open for an attack. See, the plains means you don't have anything to cover you, to protect you. You're exposed to your enemies being able to come after you. So the Bible says that God only gave them 30 days to mourn. This is the leader that they've had for the last 40 years. Let's talk. This is the city they've lived in for the last 40 years. Let's talk. This is the industry they've worked in for the last 40 years. These are the friends that they've had for the last 40 years. This is the way they thought for the last 40 years. And watch what the Bible says. I'm giving you 30 days. Until the end of the time of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end. Now think about this. God, you're not going to give us a little bit more time to adjust to what we have to do? No. You're going to have to keep it moving. Which means I will give you a month, but you're going to have to keep it moving after that. Touch your neighbor and say, keep it moving. But Bishop, I'm just still dealing with this. Baby, it's been too long. Keep it moving. Well, I'm just still, listen, that's fine, but I'm going to need you, watch me, I'm going to need you to learn how to heal and walk. I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm need you to learn how to heal and walk. Well, you, it really hurt me. I, I know, but I'm going to need you to, watch me, even in the natural, watch me, there's certain things they'll give you a cast and say, baby, you better just go. You're going to have to walk with your limp, but you got to keep it moving. You're going to have to go with your arm to the side, but you got to keep it moving. I need somebody to hit me. I know you've been through a lot, and I know it wasn't fair, and I know it wasn't right, but you're going to have to keep it moving. Let's go. Verse 9, now Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses, his man of God, had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now, listen very carefully. After Moses is dead, God says, I'm going to give you one month. One, one month for 40 years. I'm going to give you one month for 40 years. But watch me. You still mourning over that four-week relationship. It was four weeks. Based on the math, you should have been over this half a day. Your relationship status should have been updated on Facebook halfway. By one o'clock, you should single. <laughs> okay, everybody see. Everybody see. It reminds me. 
Satan wants us what? Stuck and stagnant. God wants us to keep it moving. Okay? So pay attention to this. So Joshua takes over. And then we get to Joshua 1 and 11, and I'm done. Are you getting this? So God speaks to Joshua. Joshua was the successor to Moses. He hands it to Joshua. Joshua was a unique man because Joshua was not his name. His name was Hoshea, which means God can save. Moses, his man of God, changes his name to Joshua, which means God has saved. Why is that important? Because if God moves and speaks and speaks and moves, this means that words matter. Bishop, why do you always talk about God's about to do this and God's doing this and it's happening and it's happening now? Why are you, why are you always saying that? Because if, if your words aren't words of movement, then that means they're words of stagnation. And I need your words to be st- words that move you. I need people to come around you and feel like I can't be sad around her. I can't be sad around him because his work, God's about to do this. God's about to do this. God's doing this. God's doing this. God's doing that. God's doing that. God's doing that. I was literally, I, w- I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and, and, a, and a, uh, a pastor said to me, he said, Bishop, you always got a word. He said, every time I get on your Instagram, he said, you always have a word. He said, God really speaks to you, don't he? I said, does. I said, you show me one of them words that fell to the ground. I, I, said, I said, I get it. Your version of God is stuck. I get it. Your God is still talking about the old time religion. I get it. Your God is still old, old, old back in the day and stuck and stagnant. It won't be. I get it. But the God of this Bible, he moves and speaks. He speaks and moves, which means he always about to do something for me. He's always about to manifest something for me. Something amazing is always getting ready to happen for me. I told you you had three more touch your neighbors. Let's take the third one. Just go to three people and say, he's always doing something for you. Always, always, always. Type that in the comments. Always, 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 always. Stretch your hands towards me. If there's nobody there, always. He's always doing something for me. So Joshua, Joshua 1:11, prepare your provisions for within three days. You are to pass over this Jordan and go and take possession of the land. What is land for you and I? Life. He said, in three days, you'll have the life you want. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout. Now, you said, Bishop, it can't happen that quick. You're missing all the previous steps. Bishop, it feels like it should take longer. Okay, well, wait then. But if you like me, see, I'm the type. See, look, look at me. I'm the type. Okay. Okay. Don't. Okay. Wednesday, don't judge me. Say, Bishop, we will not judge you. Men of God. On the airplane. The moment I hit a bing, I have already pre-lifted my armrest. My seatbelt was already pre-released. Because the moment I hit a beam, boop, I immediately stand up, boop, leg out into the aisle, because I need to establish my dominance. Because if you think you're going to get in front of me, I feel judged. I'm not, stop. 
I'm not saying anymore because there's a lot of judgment in this room. <laughs> Sam, I got to let them know I'm, I'm, I'm finished. This ain't going to be no fight because I'm ready to get off this plane. I literally got a meeting. I got to get on in 30 minutes, so you going to have to move. I establish my dominance in the aisle. I get my thing. Boop, boop. Within 22 seconds. Oh, I counted. I counted Monday. Within 22 seconds, I am ready to exit the plane. And I'll just stand there and wait. Ask me. Because it's clear to me, I see where I'm headed. I might be in line. But every step I take is getting me closer. Every step I take. So the reason I had to get up and move quickly was watch this. Because I am anticipating that I've got an exit. I'm anticipating I've got an exodus. I'm anticipating I'm about to make it to my destination. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? For some of y'all, watch me, you're like, it can't happen that fast. But count your steps. Because I didn't just get to the plane in Denver. I started back in Atlanta. Let's talk. And while I was in Atlanta, I had to load on the plane. I had to sit on the plane. I had to go through the flight. I had to make it through the turbulence. I had to make it through the babies hollering and crying. And I had to take some steps. So when the plane landed, what looked like it was a descent was actually getting me to my destination. Getting me to my destination. So the moment I saw the door open. The moment I saw the door open. I was like, I'm ready to go. And I wish you look over at somebody and say, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm you got places to go. You got people to see. You got things to do. The door is open. The door is open. Come on, let's go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bishop, it can't happen that fast. But it really ain't been that fast. Cause, so I tell you, I use the plane example, right? Well, y'all walked for forty years in circles. Moses dies. You ready? And forty years and one month. You missed it. 40 years in one month. Then God says, in three days. 40 years, one month, and three days. 40 years and 33 days. Just, just catch it. Some of y'all trying to do math. Don't do that. Some of are like, come on, Bishop. Yeah, and you carried it to him, man. Uh, uh, don't do the math. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. But if, we, if we're really truthful about the story, it's 40 years. 33 days plus 430 years. So 470 years plus 33 days. So while people say everything just happening for you all of a sudden, baby, I've been taking steps for years. All of a sudden you found the love of your life, but you've been going through crazy people for years. All of a sudden, you're a millionaire, but you lost a lot of money on your way. I've been going step by step. I've been going little by little. 
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm done. I'm done. He says, within three days, you're going to take possession. You're going to take possession of the land. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. Look at this. Joshua 2.1. So here's what Joshua does. In Joshua 2.1, and Joshua the son of Nun sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies. Go view the land, especially Jericho. Say, quietly research. Some of you all, you announce before you have it affirmed. You should learn to be more quiet until it's done. Because the enemy didn't know what to attack until you told him. This is why for some of y'all, you be posting your relationships and stuff. And, and look, y'all don't even like, baby, what? what? You don't even know if you fully like them yet. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Like, just wait. Wait until you like, look, this is solid. Do, 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 do. I'll take it. 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 You ready? You ready? Say, say, say this to your neighbor. Say, be quiet sometimes. Sometimes you just need to just. What you working on? A lot. What you be doing? What you be doing all night? The work of the Lord. What you be over there click clacking on your computer? God's business. Which means it ain't none of your business. He sent spies over. Here's this is gonna shout me. We gotta go. So so he sent spies to go research Jericho and the promised land. Now pay close attention to this. On the other side of the Jordan. In Deuteronomy 7, it says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, you are entering to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you. And on Sunday, I taught you these nations. I want you to pay attention because they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan River. Say they're about to cross over. When they cross over the Jordan River, the Bible says, with Moses, with the Red Sea, Moses stretches his hand, the Red Sea parts, they walk across on dry land. But with Joshua, it doesn't happen that way. The Bible says that the river is at flood stage. And the priests are going to have to get in there. And when they get in it, then it's going to part. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now, now pay attention. The first time it was easier. The second time it required more. See, you still trying to do what you did to get where. But this time it requires You ready? But it requires more because you're about to get more. I'm done. It requires more because you're about to see more. It requires more because you're about to possess more. It requires more because God's about to do more. I need you to lift your hands and just say, there's more for me. Say it again. Say, there's more for me. Release a praise right there in this building. and no line. Come on, everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and no line. Come on, everybody stand in the building and no line. Would you stand in the building and no line? Would you stand with me? So here it is, Deuteronomy 7 and 1. He says, on the other side of the Jordan. Who did he send? Two spies. Well, what would they have to have crossed to go spy out the promise? The Jordan, which means it's possible. Okay. Say, it is possible for me. So he says, the Lord your God brings you to the land you are entering to take possession of it and clears away many nations before you. And I gave you these seven nations. And these are the things that God says you have to keep it moving through because these things are in the life you want.
See, you just, here, here's your idea of it. You're just going to get there and it's going to be paradise. You're just going to get there and you're just going to be, you know, having brunch with Jesus and baby, bye. Watch me. Let me, let me show you what let me show you what's in the life you want. You're gonna have to keep it moving through the Hittites, broken and fearful. You're gonna have to keep it moving through the areas you've been broken. Well, Bishop, somebody lied to me. Guess what? That was a liar. Everybody ain't a lie. Keep it moving. When you see lying tendencies, red flags. And some of y'all keep need to get your bleach and put it back in the pantry because you keep bleaching all the red. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? You can say, I don't see no red because you bleached it. Well, Bishop, I'm scared. Keep it moving through your fear. Keep it moving through your fear. Keep it moving through your fear. Years ago when I was teaching on fear, I, I didn't like spiders. I still don't like them, Jokers. I do that. I don't like them. I mean, I, you know, I ain't got to like them. But so you know what I did? I went to this, this place here where they have live snakes and, and spiders and all that. And I went in there and I said, Put one on me. I said, now if he moved the wrong way, I'm gonna kill this. He go, he's gonna meet the Lord. <laughs> I said, move a little too fast. I'll I'll snatch a knot. Well, listen. I'd be like, Psh. I'm gonna say your product was defective, sir. Your product was defective. Okay, say, I'm going to have to keep it moving through that. Okay, let's get to the others. Let's go. Next verse. Next verse. The Gergesites. He says, you're going to feel stuck in clay. In other words, you're going to get into some muddy situations, and you're going to feel stuck. And, and it's going to be like, how do, I, how do I even get through this? But you're going to have to keep it moving. Watch me. Even if you move slow. So some of you watch me. Maybe you're trying to get your credit together. And maybe, maybe it's going to be one thing a week. But I'm moving. The Amorites, talkers. Here's what's in your life. People going to talk. And until you, one of the greatest freedoms you can get is from people. Because everybody got an opinion. Have you noticed this? Everybody want to tell you what you should do. Well, if I was you, and you're not. And you couldn't be. Do you not know your neighbor makes their life look easy? They make it look easy. But that doesn't mean it is easy. So what are you going to have to keep it moving? You're going to have to let them talk and keep it moving. Can y'all just like, just like start making noise? Make noise, make noise, make noise. So you got to hear the noise and say, and keep it moving. You know what most people do? Okay, y'all make noise. They stop and listen to it. What did she say? I don't care. <laughs> well, how they feel? I don't care about that either. They should take it to the Lord in prayer. The Canaanites, zeal without action. He says, here's what you're going to have to keep it moving through. You're going to get excited, and then that's all you're going to do. You're going to be like a sugar high. You're going to be, oh, and then just drop. He said, you're going to have to keep action after the excitement. 
You ready? For some of you, this is why friendships don't work for you and relationships don't work. Because you get excited and then watch me. All you do is have zeal. You have no action. So you get excited about them and then you say, I don't know. I just fell out of love. No, you just stopped. Kept, you didn't keep it moving. Keep it moving. Okay, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Let's go. The parasites. Wow. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna want to wow out sometimes. Some of y'all, let's see, let me test the room. One, two, three, four, five. Some of y'all are going to say, you know what? I love the Lord, but I wish him. You ready? You're going to have some moments where you just want to go off. You're going to have some moments where you just, you just want to go flat foot off. You ready for this? Say, keep it real, Bishop. You're going to have some moments where you're going to want to do wrong to make you feel good. You're going to want to say, listen, I've been living right all this time and all this stuff happening to me. I'm going to go get me some legs, hips, and body. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? Whatevs. Submission. You're going to have to keep it moving. You're going you're gonna to want to not follow instructions. You're going to want to not follow order. You're going to want to not submit to God's will. You're going to want to not do it God's way. You're going to want to say, you know what? I, 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 I ain't got to come to church. Here, man, just let me. Okay, but the Bible says what the Bible says. So you listen, good luck. We ain't fight about it. You're going to have to fight through when you don't want to be submitted. And proof of submission, you ready? Proof of submission is when you do something, watch me, that you don't want to do. It's not submission if you want to do it. It's submission when you're like, I'd really prefer to do something else right here. Can you get somebody else to do it? But submission says, yes. That's submission. I didn't want to be no pastor. But I had to keep it moving. I didn't. There's some people who can't wait to be a pastor. They, they just, oh my God, I want to be a pastor. I'm like, you must have never done it. <laughs> you must be new. But when I submitted, watch me, when I submitted, it became what I love to do. When, it, when I submitted, it became what I was successful in doing. Some of you, you're not successful because you won't submit. Last one. Last one. Last one. You ready? We got to go. Last one. The Jebusites. Here's what you have to keep it moving through. Ruin and downfall. You're going to have to keep it moving through your, you ready for this? Through your bad habit of self-sabotaging. How many, I'm going to put my hand up first so you don't feel just, how many know that you've done some things in your past to self-sabotage? My hand is up first. You're in a safe, when you have your harvest, you're in a safe place. You never have to play them church games and pretend like you got it all together. So many Jesus. You're going to have to because there's parts of you that you look for ways out. Yeah. And the moment you find a crack, you're like, ah! Ah! So, so you're going to have to stop self-sabotage. Okay, I said you had three more. Touch your neighbors. It's four. Touch your neighbor. Say, I pray. That you would not self-sabotage. No more circles. No more cycles. From this day forward, you will keep it moving. 
on three, put a shout in the atmosphere. One, two, three, shout right there. Come on Wednesday, shout like you're gonna keep it moving. Shout like you're not gonna be stagnant. Shout like God's about to do it in you. Shout like God's about to do it for you. Somebody shout, keep it moving. Here's about eyes closed. Here's about eyes closed. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure, on three, slip your hand up in this building. Online, do the hand with the emoji and say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God ain't mad at you. But Bishop, I sinned. Guess what? He died for that. Bishop, I'm still struggling with some stuff. He died for your struggles too. He died for it all. So how foolish would it be for you to try to be perfect when he was perfect so you wouldn't have to be? See, his death gives us the ability to walk in righteousness. I'm not trying to be righteous to become righteous. He made me righteous so I can live righteously. So tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. We'll be sure on three. Slip that hand up in the building online. Do the hand with emoji. Say it's me. One, two, three. Respond wherever you're at. Respond wherever you're at. Respond wherever you're at. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to keep it moving. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, take your phone out, scan that QR code, or text Arvis to 55498. Some of you say, but you don't have a shepherd. You know I'm your shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere. Harvest, we're a hybrid church. The majority of harvesters have never been in a building. It blows my mind every time I look at it. There's, there's, we're literally virtually on every continent except Antarctica. And I want our Antarctica folks to know I'm never coming there to do a service. Never. You can go for me. Oh, no, you said with me. I'm not going. You can go for me. Play the video. I have a wonderful video message prepared for my Antarctica. <laughs> I don't like the snow, okay? Um, but listen, if I'm your shepherd, you text Harvest to 55498, scan that QR code. All you do is text, uh, put the option for join HC. Bishop, what does it mean to join a church? All it means is I just identified my voice. I identified the shepherd. I've identified the man that speaks life into my life. Amen? Amen? And you're going to have a shepherd that's not perfect, but that's faithful. You have a shepherd that's going to teach you the word. And you're never going to have to worry, is Bishop going to be on his assignment? For 17 years, I have been faithful to the assignment. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready. If you're going to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. Bishop Homer, what does it mean to sow the seal? When a word speaks to you, you sow into that word to seal that word. And here's our seed from Deuteronomy, uh, from Deuteronomy 34 and 9. So 34.90 is our seed. That's what we're sowing tonight. I'm sowing $34.90 for Deuteronomy 34.90. That's when Joshua got up and kept it moving. And that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to keep it moving. Some of you are going to have to mourn that the circle you have won't be the circle you have. And you got to keep it moving. Some of you have to get over the fact that the people you loved, you didn't lose anything. You're just going to reap it in some other people. You didn't. You didn't. How could you sow the seal? Use the cash app. Um, Donald Sign Bishop Form with the number two. PayPal, VidMoselle, Gilify, that's available. Hello at Harvest Church, that church. I just used text to give to sow it. 
You can text them out to 84321. Tap the link into Harvest Church. When you see the V, that's where you want to be. Where is this someone that's still in the Bible, Bishop? It's all over, but it's especially in 1 Samuel chapter 9. When the word spoke to them, they sowed into that word. I'm a sower, so I don't teach you to do what I don't do myself. Did you hear what I just said? I don't teach you to do what I don't do myself. In addition to that, um, in May of 2022, I never used to do that. For those of you who have been around for a little bit, I never did that until May of 2022. And God says, son, I want you to do that. Every prayer, every service, anything you do, give people the opportunity to sow the seal. I said, why, Lord? He said, because I'm about to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And that's why our church is producing more and more six and seven figure earners. One of our Atlanta harvesters probably watching right now said, Bishop, because I'm connected to Harvest and because of Harvest, they said there was a, I believe he said an inheritance he didn't even know about. And he said, all I can tell you, he said, Bishop, that thing unlocked for me. Because faithful givers. Right? Come on, lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. He said, Bishop, I don't have $34.90. Then sow what you can. Get as close as you can. Put those numbers in it. Maybe it's $9. If you said want to sow more than that, sow it. But we target our seed rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. You believe that? Come on. Lift, lift it towards the Lord. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I seal this word right now in Jesus' name. I got to keep it moving. I have my instructions. Can't stay stuck. Can't stay stagnant. Too much life ahead of me. Too many good memories ahead of me. Ooh, that's good. Say, say too many good things ahead of me to be stuck or stagnant. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing here at Grape Street. Once you give, you're totally free to go. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. Online for my online family, I'll be online IG to do an after experience meet and greet in just a few moments. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. On did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.